Hello and welcome to On Walking the Way. This week we want to look at James again and see how he stirs the theological pot, so to speak. Uh, Paul very famously stated, For we hold that one is justified by faith, apart from works of the law. So how do we begin to harmonize this saying of Paul with the statements of James that we're going to look at today? James two fourteen to 17 What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead. Now this seeming contradiction can be a bit startling at first until you start to consider what Paul and James mean when they say the words works or faith. Once we define those terms a bit, the whole supposed controversy becomes much easier to understand. Words can have many meanings. I would say that This is one of the main reasons for our current cultural divisions. So how do we understand the meaning of words when words can have more than one meaning? The answer I give my students is that words, as well as figures of speech and biblical symbols, are defined by common usage and context. Faith, for example, can have a range of meaning depending on the context. Faith for James and also for Paul, is more than just believing that the truth is true. Faith can, and I think should, be understood as a positive response to the truth. Because, as James points out in a moment, even the demons, quote, believe in God, and yet they shudder. So let's pick up at James two eighteen to 26 But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham, our father, justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works, when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So what are we to make of Paul saying that we are saved without the works of the law? The quote works of the law that Paul refers to here are are not the kind of works James is discussing. James is not 
advocating kosher laws or sacrifices or circumcision as a means of justification before God. He was defining faith, specifically a genuine and saving faith, as opposed to a mere intellectual assent that the truth is true. Paul's comments were in the context of questions that were circling around the churches at the time. There was a lot of debate around the idea that Gentiles needed to become Jewish proselytes, getting circumcised and keeping food laws and other Jewish ceremonial laws before they could partake in the blessings of the Jewish Messiah. This was also the focus of the Jerusalem Council in Acts 15. James was the leader of the church at Jerusalem at the time, and he was the one that had the final word at that council. There were those that were assigning saving power to outward acts of Jewish ceremonial law, and James shut them down. Paul was dealing with this same kind of false teaching when he said, works of the law do not save us. But Paul was not talking about being saved without repenting from sinful works, nor was he saying there was no need for good works. He was saying that we are saved by faith and not by works of the law. Salvation is now freely available to all, Jew and Gentile alike. This was Paul's point in saying that. But James was making a very different point in his epistle, one which Paul would have fully agreed with. Faith does not consist of good works, but saving faith results in good works. We do not work to be saved. We work because we are saved. Faith requires a response to what God has freely given us. Consider this famous passage from Paul in Romans. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So you see, for Paul, as well as for James, faith is not simply believing that the truth is true. It is instead a positive response to that truth. This kind of faith is necessary for the gift to bring about its desired end. To make it more clear, consider what Paul said to the Ephesians. In Ephesians 2, 9 and 10, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his, cre his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When you read this, it becomes clear that there is no controversy between Paul and James regarding salvation. James was just clarifying for his readers what real faith looked and acted like. He was guarding against a sort of empty intellectual belief that was seeping in and corrupting the definition of true living faith. I discussed this definition of faith further in an article I call Walmart and Faith. And finally, to show that there is no real difference in the teachings of Paul and James on faith, consider this teaching of Paul to the Ephesian church. This was in Ephesians 5, 5-9. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, 
has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Jesus told us that to abide in him is to bear much fruit. For without him we can do nothing. As long as we don't try to reverse the process and begin to think that God will owe us salvation because of our works, we're in no danger of trying to, quote, earn our salvation. God will never owe us anything since everything we have comes from God in the first place. But there does seem to be a danger here that both Paul and James agree on, and that is possessing a type of faith that does not produce the fruit of good works. If our life is devoid of the fruit of the Spirit, I think it's appropriate to ask if we really do have the kind of faith that saves us. Paul told the Corinthian church to examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. It was good advice then, and I believe it's good advice now. So this week, let's encourage each other to love and good works, as the author of Hebrews encourages us. We need to remind each other that the kingdom of God is people, people that Jesus died to save. And let's stay focused on the gift of life that God has provided for us all and think about what our response to such an imaginable gift, unimaginable gift should be as we go about interacting with each other. This week, let's demonstrate our faith by our actions. And have a great week.